Good day and welcome to the show. My name is Sky Matsuhashi and I'm happy you're here spending some study time with me. All right, so I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while now. This week on YouTube on my Smart Poker Study channel, it is the week of 3-bet bluffing. So every day this week, 7 a.m. on the dot, brand new 3-bet bluffing video is coming out. Uh, In today's video, I covered bluffing with ace-x hands. Tomorrow, pocket pairs. The day after that, suited connectors, hitting a different hand type each and every day. Well, in each of the videos, I cover the six aspects to the perfect 3-bet bluff. But I get into it rather quickly because I want to get to the hand reading examples and all the strategies there, Um, you you know, with those hand history reviews, I should say. But in this podcast, I want to dive deeply into the six aspects of the perfect 3-bet bluff, the sizing that you should use, why you use this specific sizing. And uh, ultimately, I want to teach you the easy way to become a 3-bet bluffer. You can go to the show notes page to follow along with the transcript as you listen. Uh, Go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 410. And also, I recorded this podcast on YouTube, got a video with my big fat face on the screen, an Excel spreadsheet where I cover all of the tips. So you can watch me do this podcast on the YouTube channel, smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube. And lastly, I have a free gift for you. It's my Find More 3-Bet Bluffs PDF. I teach you everything you need to know to make the perfect 3-Bet Bluff, and then I give you a 20-question quiz to test your skills. Go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 410. Okay, let's get to 3-Bet Bluffing. Gambate! What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? So I'm going to teach you the easy way to become a 3-Bet Bluffer. Now here's the thing. This podcast is coming out uh, during a week where on YouTube I have a full week of 3-Bet Bluffing hands where we review a few different hands, see my 3-Bet Bluffing strategies in action. Of course, smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube, you can find all those videos. For those of you listening to this podcast episode right now, I'm actually recording it on camera on YouTube as well. So you can go check out the episode on my YouTube channel because I've got a spreadsheet. We're going to be running some math, looking at Flopzilla, looking at a couple hands. I'll do my best to explain everything to the uh, podcast audience right now. But on YouTube, you get the full effect for you. So the easy way to become a 3-bet bluffer. First, I want to teach you the six aspects to the perfect 3-bet bluff. When all of these things are in place, it's mandatory to 3-bet bluff. Now, first off, I'm not talking about 3-betting for value. We're not talking about pocket aces, ace, uh, pocket aces, kings, things like that, right? We're talking about the ace-five suited, the pocket fours, the jack-four suited, hands like that. So the six aspects of the perfect bluff. The first aspect is that you're in position. Position is power, so if you're on the button, on the cutoff, 3-bet bluffing somebody, if they're going to call you, they have to think and they often realize that, man, if I call now, I'm going to be out of position, flop, turn, and river. It's going to make it so much tougher, and it makes it more likely they're going to fold when you're 3-betting with position. So that's the first aspect. The second aspect is that you hold an ace, preferably suited and connected, like ace-10 suited, Gives you that flush, uh, nut flush potential plus straight draw. Ace five suited, nut flush potential plus a straight draw as well, right? And the fact that you hold an ace, you block your opponent from having pocket aces, ace king, ace queen, hands that often call or four bet over your three bet. Next up, you want to see a small open raise size and a large stack, a large effective stack size. And the reason for this is occasionally you get called 
after you three bet bluff. You want that larger stack so that you have more room to maneuver. You don't want your opponent to be committed on the flop, whatever that pot uh, flop is. Let's look at some extremes. You and your opponent have 1,000 big blind stacks. He opens, you three bet to nine, he calls. Well, if you account for the blinds, there's 19.5 big blinds in the pot. But your opponent and you, you both still have 991 chips behind, right? Or big blinds, I should say. There's so much room to maneuver. Nobody's committed. It's so much easier to bluff somebody on the flop when they're not committed. Let's look at a different situation, a different extreme. 1,000 big blinds versus 30 big blinds. Your opponent has 30. He open raised to three. You three bet to nine. He calls. Now, there's 19.5 big blinds in the pot, but he only has 21 big blinds. Started with 30, subtract 9, 21. It's basically a stack-to-pot ratio of just one, so he's committed any pair, any draw, two over cards, backdoor straight plus a backdoor flush draw, you're not getting him to fold, right? So that's why you want that bigger stack. And the smaller bet also, just in general, when people open-raise smaller, they're generally weaker. Not always, but quite often, right? Just kind of a general tendency people have. Now, the fourth aspect is that the raise first in percentage in your HUD by position, it's greater than 20%. And the reason for that is the wider their range, the more weaker hands they have and the more likely they are to fold those weaker hands. So if we take a look at Flopzilla right here real quick. So let's go with a 20% range. All pocket pairs, most broadways, a lot of suited aces, some suited connectors and stuff, right? This range has 266 combos in it. Let's assume you three bet to nine, 10 big blinds. How much are they folding? Well, there's a good chance they're going to fold a ton of small to medium pocket pairs. They're possibly going to be folding some suited connectors. If you think about this, you're three bet bluffing a player who you already know can find a fold. So let's like figure out logical hands that they're folding right here. Maybe even King Jack suited, King 10, Queen 10, probably the offsuit Broadways, maybe Ace 10 off and worse, maybe even Ace 9 suited and worse, they're folding. This means maybe they're continuing with 100 combos right here. If they're continuing with 100, that means they started with 266, continue with 100, they fold 166 combos right here. If they're folding that much, out of 266, that means they're folding 62% of the time. Almost two out of every three bet bluffs that you make against them, they're folding. And that's just at the 20% raise first in range. What if they raise first in a 25% range? That's 338 combos. Now, if they continue with that same 100 combos, they're folding 238 combos. And once again, I'm showing these numbers on the YouTube channel. So go there to watch this video, watch this podcast, um, smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube. So they're folding 238 out of 338. They're folding 70% of the time. That's awesome. What if you're up against a really loose, aggressive player? They open raise in the cutoff 30% of the time. Well, their range is 402 combos here. They only continue with 100, so they're folding 302 combos. That's 75% of their range is folding. That's really good when you're 3-bet bluffing them. So aspect number 5 of the perfect 3-bet bluff is uh, that their raise and then fold percentage, fold to a 3-bet, is 50% or greater. That's a key thing. You just want to see a tendency from past history, past statistics on them, that they're capable of folding, right? We love that. 
And then uh, let's see here. Number six, aspect number six is fold to flop C-bet is greater than 50%. Now, we want to see that they can fold on the flop because every time you three-bet bluff, you want them to fold but sometimes they don't fold. They might call you. You want that additional backup plan, that backup opportunity, that backup tendency of theirs of folding a lot on the flop. That's good for you. They check on the flop. You know, after the flop hits, they check to you. You see bet bluff, take it down right there. Because if you think about it, you know, you three bet bluffed with ace five suited, jack four suited, pocket sevens, something like that. There's a good chance you're going to miss the flop and not hit anything. And if you hit something, could be really weak, right? It's great to be able to C-bet bluff them and get them off the hand when that three-bet pot on the flop. Now, here's the thing. I gave you the six aspects to the perfect three-bet bluff. When to three-bet bluff? First, if all six are in place, and remember, we're not talking about having pocket aces or kings, right? We're talking about having a hand that you want to win the pot with right now. You don't want to see the flop. When all six aspects are in place, you're in position, you hold an ace, it's a small raise with a large stack. They raise first and greater than 20% in the position that they're in currently. They raise and then fold a three bet greater than 50. They fold on the flops greater than 50%. Yes, it's a mandatory three bet bluff. Force yourself to make that bluff. If five are in place, it might be a mandatory bluff, especially if number three is in place. Whether you're in position or out of position, if that number three, which was um, small open raise and a large stack, because you want that post-flop maneuverability. Five are in place, it's almost a mandatory three-bet bluff. If four or three are in place, consider it. Could be a good potential to do it. If zero or two or less aspects are in place, then probably not. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop you from three-bet bluffing. If you want to turn yourself into a more aggressive player, and all you have is that they fold to three-bets and they fold to C-bets, that's actually a pretty good reason to three-bet bluff with just those two aspects in place. Now, you might be asking, what size should I three-bet to get them to fold? Well, that's the key thing. Get them to fold. You are bluffing. You want them to find a fold. So you have to hit their pain threshold. That's just the level of bet size that's going to convince them to fold. That folding is better than calling or better than four bet bluffing, if that's what they're considering, right? Hit that pain threshold. Now, you might be wondering, Sky, what is that pain threshold? It's generally, when it comes to three betting, somewhere between nine and 12 big blinds. And I'm telling you, never go below nine big blinds. I know the old standard for three-bet bluffing, or just three-betting in general, is three times their bet. If they make it two, you make it six. They make it three, you make it nine. Don't go with that 3x. Minimum nine, but between nine and 12, you basically want to get your opponent to fold. So hit that pain threshold, the size that you think they can find the fold against. Ask yourself this question quite often, especially if it's hard to pull a three-bet bluff for 9, 10, 11 big blinds. What size would I three-bet if I had pocket aces right now? If the answer is um, 10 or 11 big blinds, then your three-bet bluff should be 10 or 11 big blinds. You want to send the message that you got the goods, you know? Now, here's the thing. Let's do some small bet math because a lot of people... They still think that they should be three betting three times the size. Um, if they make it, if they open race for two, you should make it six. No, no, no. Let's talk about uh, some of that three bet, uh, three bet math right now. So, if somebody has a hundred, if or if you both have a hundred big blind stacks fully stacked out right now, they open race to two. 
Let's go a little bit bigger. Let's say you want to make it just seven big blinds, right? That means you are raising them an additional five big blinds right there. It's only going to cost them five more to see the flop. Now, here's the thing. Um, they have a stack of 100 big blinds. They just called seven. The stack behind, whoops, the stack behind is 93 big blinds, right? You guys have heard me talk about implied odds and set mining. You can call to set mine with 20x implied odds. That means 20 times the stack size behind. You can mathematically just find a call with 20 times the size. Well, here's the thing. The implied odds right now, if you just make it five more big blinds, there's 93 behind. The implied odds are actually 93 divided by 5, 18.6. Super close to that 20x. Some coaches tell you you can set mine at 15 times implied odds. I say 20 just to get you to call less often because calling is often losing poker, right? But look at that. Implied odd is 18.6. That means they can call you mathematically in their mind. They're okay to call your five big blind raise um, with any pocket pair, seven, six suited, jack, 10 suited, ace, five suited, anything that's speculative. They think they got the right to call you. Of course they can call, but you want to make it as costly as possible. You want to convince them to fold. When you only make it five more when they open raise two, that's not convincing enough. So some of you might be saying, Sky, I've seen plenty of three bet bluffs at seven or eight big blinds, right? And that's totally fine to make it that small. But here's the thing. I'm imagining you're watching this podcast right now. You're not fully comfortable with three bet bluffing just yet. Don't get tricky with bet sizes. Keep it simple, stupid. The kiss principle in action here, right? Just make it between nine to 12 big blinds every single time until you get comfortable with three bet bluffing. Then start experimenting with sizes. Go to seven or eight big blinds. Go up to 13 or 14 big blinds. Experiment with those later, nine to 12 for right now. So all this talk about three bet bluffing reminds me of my book called Preflop Online Poker, where I teach you everything you need to know to play a profitable preflop game, which also sets you up for post-flop poker. You can get the book by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash preflop online poker, just like all these incredible poker peeps did. I've got to thank Patrick DeHoyos, Andy Fisher, Axel, Loro, Redman, Rick Marino, Mark Bremont, William Dalton, Hans Nordisgard. Bard Tassos, Gary Moore, Harry Foster, Michael Kempink, Brian Gartman, Cesar Da Silva, CJ, Jeremy Perna, Ixel, Daniel Scaravacci, Dane Dice, Joan, Quentin Winfrey, Julian Ariola, Chris Pazdrig, Frank Friel, David Jackaway, Phil, John Walker, Kyle Horning, Keith Smith, Todd Edmondson, Gianfranco Catrazola, yeah, I know, this list is still going. George Best, Indriano Rastandi, Matt Fraley, Alex Rosendahl, Andrew Curl, Nils Bauer, Victor Jara, Larry Lamberson, and Christian Philemon. If you want to be like these wonderful poker peeps and perfect your preflop game, get the book Preflop Online Poker at smartpokerstudy.com slash poker. Now let's get, now that we've given you all the details about three bet bluffing and when to pull the trigger and what size to make it, let's talk about the easy way of actually becoming a three bet bluffer. First, I want you to start smart. Start on the button, the best position. If you're three bet bluffing from the button, you always have position. If they call you, if they four bet you and you decide to call for whatever reason, you have position 
through the rest of the hand. This is where you begin turning yourself into a three bet bluffer. Here's what you're going to do when you play your focus sessions or when you play your sessions and you're trying to turn yourself into a three bet bluffer at every chance to three bet on the button. Remember, you're on the button. Doesn't matter what you're dealt nine four suited, jack four offsuit. Every time, count the aspects in place. Like I said, even nine deuce off or jack four suited. Let's look at two hands real quick. The first hand I want to look at is a nine deuce offsuit hand. So you can see in this hand, we have nine deuce offsuit on the button. Villain one open raised in the cutoff to three big blinds. He actually has 114 behind. We have 111 behind right now. Plenty small or uh, a standard size, but plenty big enough stack behind. Let's count the number of aspects. First, we're on the button, so we're in position. We don't have a suit today, so we don't have that one. Now, this person's, he's a loose, aggressive player. I can almost guarantee his race first in the cutoff. It only says 14%. But it's two out of 14 opportunities, kind of a small sample. His race first in the MP is 31. In the EP, he's 21. Yeah, maybe historically, his actual cutoff race first in percentage isn't greater than 20. But yeah, he is the kind of player that does. So we have a big race first in. He doesn't fold to three bets. It's only 0% out of two. But he does fold to C bets, one out of one right there. So that's we have three things going for us out of six. It's up to you whether or not you would want to take this opportunity to three bet bluff the player. As you can see in this hand, I ended up folding. I didn't do it right here. But I could have with three out of the six in place. Let's take a look at another hand. This one is a jack four suited. Villain three open raises to 2.8. He has 270 big blinds behind. We have 114 big blinds as well. Let's count the aspects, right? It's folded. The cutoff folds. This guy open raised from the MP. We're on the button with jack four suited. So we're in position. We don't have a suited ace, but it is a small raise size at 2.8 big blinds with a big stack. That's the second aspect. He raises first in. Guaranteed. He raised first in 29% total. He's a 24-20 player. So far in the MP, he's raising first in 31%. 11 out of 35. He's got a wide enough range right here. He folds 67% versus three bets. Four out of six, loving that. That's four aspects in place. He also folds to flop C bets 67% or two out of three. That's five out of the six. If I were paying attention when this hand happened, this is a mandatory three bet bluff right now. Even with my jack four suited, stick it to him. Three bet bluff, put him to the test. He folds a lot to C bets. In case he calls, you have another way to win, right? I should have three bet. Now I didn't. Now, one of the things, what often happens when you're dealt the jack four suited in any position, the nine deuce soft suit, as soon as you see that hand, you often click that auto fold button in the software and you just ignore the table. You don't even think about it anymore, right? What I want you to do when you're focusing on button three bet bluffing, every opportunity, do not auto click fold right here. Don't do it. Wait for your opportunity. The EP folds, the MP villain three opens. Oh, the cutoff villain folds. Great. It's my opportunity to three bet. Should I do it? Count the aspects. And when you have five or six in place, force yourself to do it. Especially, like I said, that big stack and a small bet size right there. So that's how you do it. You start on the button. Then once you count up the number of aspects before you click fold, um, count those up and then fold, call or three bet bluff as you feel is the proper play. When you're comfortable doing this on the button, and it'll take maybe a few sessions going through and just counting the aspects over and over, pulling the trigger sometimes, not pulling it other times, when you become comfortable with the process of three betting, now do it in the cutoff. 
those same steps when it's your opportunity to 3-bet. Before you click fold, even with 9-deuce off or jack-4 suited, count the aspects and then make your decision. And then after the cutoff, go to the MP, then the small blind, and then the big blind. Now, for some of you, maybe one of the reasons you don't currently 3-bet is because the money that you have at risk Maybe it kind of hurts you. Maybe you're underrolled for the stakes you play, or you're just kind of like results oriented and you hate losing. Whatever the aspect is um, of losing money that's preventing you from three betting, I want you to drop down in stakes to focus on three bet bluffing. Get comfortable at that lower stake. For example, maybe you're a 25 NL player. When you three bet to nine big blinds, that costs $2.25 in terms of dollars, right? Oh, that's one of the re- this is one of the reasons too and let me show you that jack four suited hand again. You can see when I play and when I review hands, I look at big blinds. I don't look at dollars. It helps me to be to avoid results orientation. It helps me to avoid the feeling of oh, I'm putting 225 at risk. Not that I have that, but if I had it, which I did back in the day before I really started playing 225 or 25NL a lot, right? $2.25 at risk for one bet. That felt bad at the time, but eventually you get used to it. So let's imagine at 25 NL, you hate having 225 at risk for a three bet bluff to nine big blinds. Drop down to 10 NL. Now that nine big blind risk, it's only 90 cents. That's less than four big blinds at the 25 NL that you're currently playing. It might be so much easier for you to commit those aggressive three bet bluffing chips at the lower stake. Once you become comfortable with just making that play at that 9, 10, 11, 12 big blind size, then go back up to your normal stakes and then now force yourself to make that same exact sizing, put those chips at risk. I guarantee you're going to be so much more comfortable when it comes to three bet bluffing. Now your action step. I want you to take action to turn yourself into a three bet bluffer. First, play with a three bet bluffing focus. So If you're normally a four-tabler, just play one or two tables, but focus on those three-bet bluffing opportunities. Count the aspects every single time. Do what we discussed throughout uh, the podcast so far. On day one of your three-bet bluffing focus, strive or make it a goal of five-button three-bet bluff. So you're only doing this on the button. You can, of course, do it in any position. Totally up to you. But strive for five-button three-bet bluffs on day one. Day two... Five button plus three cutoff three bet bluffs. So that's eight three bet bluffs total. Currently, you might be the kind of player that has zero three bet bluffs in any given situation uh, or any given day, or maybe one or two three bet bluffs. You're going to be striving for eight on day two, right? Uh, On day three, five button and five cutoff. And hey, here's a great thing, right? On day three, you're striving for five and five. Let's say a great sixth opportunity comes up on the button. Awesome. Take it. Like, I'm not telling you to stop at five. The goal is to hit five in the button, five on the cutoff in day three. And then day four, five button, five cutoff, and finally one in the small blind, or maybe the MP as well. Start working in other positions. But this is how you're going to gradually get comfortable with three bet bluffing in the best positions first, and then in the more difficult positions. Alrighty, your learning isn't complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 410. You get a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed, including this week's YouTube videos. 
And you can also get the Find More 3-Bet Bluffs free PDF on the show notes page. Learn how to 3-Bet Bluff and then quiz yourself with that 20-question quiz. And until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.